New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. So this morning we're going to be um, speaking about what are you worrying about? What are you worrying about? Amen? So, you know, this is a very good subject. Church should be packed. Because there's always something to worry about if you choose to do it. two things we are not to, to worry about. Things we cannot change or do anything about. Things you can do something about but not worry about. It's important. For us to realize how important God is to us and the things he really wants to do for us by the grace of God. Um, I was thinking this week all the good stuff that God is doing and all the good stuff he's doing in my life, and I'm going to know for a fact he's doing a lot of good stuff in your life as well. But um, but he is, he is an amazing God, really. When you think about choices, choices, and we all have choices, you always are free to choose anything you want to. But it's up to you to decide what you want to become once you make that choice. Choices are important. And so we just want to really thank God for all the good stuff we're doing. The last night I was uh, I was dealing with a, with a headache, sinus headache. Man, it was just excruciating. And I told God this morning about 2 o'clock in the morning, I said, Lord, I need you to take this thing away from me when I wake up this morning. And I woke up this morning, it was gone. I mean, it was pounding. Started Wednesday. Wouldn't let up. It was, was, was relentless. That devil been trying to be relentless on, but guess what? But by the grace of God, we win. We win. We don't lose. We win. If you don't give up, you win in the end by the grace of God. And that's the thing that most people, where you get people that, is get them to thinking that you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Like I heard the other night, this young lady was, uh, she was a, uh, she was a congressman, congressman woman. And she was, this guy was asking her a question, said, what did she think about the situation in Ukraine? And she emphatically, she said that it is basically hypocritical to think that Ukraine has a chance to beat Russia. She said, there's no way possible. But you got to remember, when God is on your side, all things are possible. All things are possible. But see, again, like I said last Sunday, people are looking at life from the spiritual standpoint, from the natural standpoint of view. They're not looking at it from the spirit. And when you look at things from the spirit standpoint of view, everything changes to you. You see things in a whole different light by the grace of God. But it just lets you know how, how good God is. But before we get going, let us pray. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25 through 27. 
Matthew chapter 26, verse 25 through 27. Now, just think of some person that you know that has a tremendous influence in your life, human, that has a, has a tremendous um, influence in your life, and they walk up to you and tell you, say, don't worry. What would you think of that? How would you receive that? Remember back in the 80s, they had a song out, said, don't worry, just be happy. And they just walks up to you and say, do not worry. And when you look at when, when they tell you this, you got a barrage of things going through your mind at that time that's, that you're thinking about, that you're looking at, that, you, that you've been dealing with or whatever. And they're telling you or telling me not to worry. Now, Jesus did just this. Let's read. It said, therefore, I tell you, do not what? Do not worry about your life. Now, how many people are worrying about their life today? Or what you will eat or drink? Or about your body? Or what you will wear? Is not life more than food? He asked some question, basically. He's making a point here. It's in the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, and yet, your heavenly Father feed them. He said, are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Think about it. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word this morning and what you're going to share with us and things you are teaching us. We're so blessed to be able to be here today. We're so blessed for what the great things you're doing for us. And we honor God by your grace and your mercy this day. And Holy Spirit, there are things that you want to share with us that follow that we're not even aware of by the grace of God. And I thank you for that right now, that you will continue to bless us and teach us the things we need to do, know this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now Jesus is talking to his disciples here. He said, don't worry. Jesus got your back. Now a lot of people are, uh, are stressed out, concerned about family, concerned about all types of stuff. But what Jesus tells them to do? Don't worry. And see, there are two things that we're created not to do. One of those things is to worry, and the other one is to deal with sin. Those two things we can't deal with. Because of, because of what it does to, um, to us as a person by the grace of God. And, and the thing about what causes worry? What causes worry? Worry is stuff that, that you're dealing with that you don't think it can be resolved and you don't think you can get the answer to. You think that, that can nobody fix this problem but you. You the fixer. And Jesus is basically telling you that you're not the fixer. He the fixer. And not to worry about it. He can take care of it by the grace of God. And, 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 and the thing about it, is often, worry is often self-induced. We worry, sometimes we worry about things we don't need to worry about. Sometimes we worry about, worrying about nothing, really. Just to worry. Some people make it a point just to worry about something to worry about, something to think about. I always got someone on mind, and the devil is constantly throwing them thoughts to you. What about this? What about that? What about this? And, and, and you're constantly thinking about it. Get control of your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, control your mind. And stop letting the devil put all that food in your head, driving your blood pressure up, getting you all discombobulated, driving you crazy, calling everybody in town, all on Facebook and everything else. You're worrying about stuff. And there's nothing you can change about it. 
Not one thing can you change about what you're worrying about. So why are you worrying about it? Why are you concerned about it? When you know that God is going to take care of it by the grace of God. And most people are concerned about family members. Listen to me. You cannot fix all the problems your children are going to have through life. When they grow up to be a young man or woman, some at some point, you have to let them go. Look at your neighbors and let them go. Because what's going to happen when you're gone and they're still there? They're going to have to figure it out at some point. After you have done, your, after you have done what Proverbs 22, 6 said, train them up the way they should go. When they go old, grow old, they won't depart from it. But if you haven't done your part, there may be some things you need to think about. But if you do your part, God will do his part. And there's no way you can't protect him. Look at yourself. There's no way I cannot protect him. No way. Because at some point, they're going to leave you. And a lot of these kids today are doing stuff behind parents' back that they think their kids are good. Remember when you was out there? Your mama thought you was you good at two shoes. You was in all types of junk out there. And the only thing that kept you was God. He the one that kept you from, from getting killed or from getting into trouble or, or whatever you want to call it. From being with them crazy friends of yours. He the one that protects you from that by the grace of God. Dealing with and dealing with family members. You can't change family members, okay? Stop worrying about changing them. If you can't talk to them about God, you talk to God about them. And let God work it out. But in the meantime, you can do whatever you need to do. You can cook the greatest meal for them. You can go to your banking account and give them all your money. The money that you do have. Guess what? That's not going to change them. Because once they make them their mind to do something, they're going to do it. So why are you going to worry about it? Everybody has a purpose and a plan in life. God has given us all. And what you do with that plan and purpose, that's on you. I can't worry what you're going to do and what you're not going to do about it. I don't want you to do it. I express I don't want you to do it. But if you choose to do it, there's nothing to me to worry about. Like my youngest sister, she has a, she passed away several years ago. And her youngest son, he's, uh, he's in all types of stuff. And the thing about it, everybody worrying about it. I ain't worrying about it. Let him go and sit in jail for a while and let him think about it. When once you do the crime, you got to pay the time. So and as a, as a result of that, he was this, this, this past weekend, he was uh, dating this young lady, and they had some disagreements. And all of a sudden, I guess he's going to consider, uh, call himself going to discipline her. And so right now, I think he's sitting in the, in the county jail. So why are we going to worry about him? The good thing about him, guess what? He, could, he do have his life. He do have three hots and a cot. He can't get into no more trouble right now. So he got a chance to come to himself and realize where he's at. So why are you going to worry about it? Yeah, that's your child, but guess what? You cannot worry yourself about those situations that people get into. Because once they get into it, ain't nothing you can do about it. Jobs. People worry about losing a job. If you're a good employee and, and, and trust God, you don't have to worry about your job. Okay? Because they're going to keep you. They're not going to fire you unless you do something crazy. They're always going to keep good employees. And, but most people worry, where am I going to lose my job? What am I going to do? I'm going to take care of my family. But you got to remember, it's not you that's taking care of the family. It's Jesus that's taking care of the family. Because God didn't give you the strength to do it. You won't be able to work. If he didn't wake you up in the morning to, to see that alarm clock, guess what? 
you won't be able to do, do anything by the grace of God. And then again, another one, people worry about illness. You know, it's just like this pandemic that came through, you know, back in 2020. The fear and the worry that people deal with because of that is unimaginable. And people are still worrying about it. Worrying about what's going to happen if they catch it, if they catch COVID or whatever. Now, listen to me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be concerned about it, but there's nothing to worry about. Don't be looking around every tree, every, um, uh, every door, looking at every person you come in contact, thinking about COVID, worrying about COVID. You live your life in peace by the grace of God. And most people are not. Even right now, you see people riding down the road now. Nobody in the car but them wearing a mask. Come on, somebody, help me out. How can you catch COVID from yourself? I don't know if anybody's seen it but me. Listen to me. Zero persons in the car but them, but the driver. And they masked up just like they getting ready to go rob the bank. What are they worrying about? What are they worrying about? What are they thinking about? Is this really trusting God? No, it's not. No, it's not trusting God. This is putting yourself in a situation by the grace of God that you don't want to be involved in by the grace of God. And the thing about worrying is this. When you begin to worry, what you're telling yourself is this. My problem I'm dealing with is too big for God. God can't help. Now, he just delivered you yesterday now. Now, all of a sudden, you got a bill you can't pay today. And you stressing about that bill you can't pay today when he did, and he had paid four or five of them yesterday. What are you worrying about? And that's what gets people in trouble. They take things into their own, own hand. They take family problems into their own hand. They're going to resolve them. But you know one thing about fixing people's problems? Let me tell you something. I can share this with you. The more problems you fix for them, the more problems you have to fix for them. Because they'll never grow up. As the old folks back in the country say, every tub have to set on his own bottom. You're going to have to grow up, I'm telling you. And that's something people don't want to do. They don't want to grow up. They want to depend on mom and dad. But like I tell the girls, I said, let me tell you something. We love you, and we want to do whatever we can to help you. But you got to remember, mom and dad ain't going to be here with you always. I want you to get this through your head. And sometimes crocodile tears, women. But it's reality. It's reality. And many times people want to stick their head in the sand like ostrich and tell, no, tell people nothing until it all happens. Then all of a sudden London Bridge come falling down. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue what insurance policy for, for mom and dad at. They got to go out and spend money that's locked them in a safe somewhere. And we, we, we're not talking. Worrying about stuff. And, and the thing about this, worrying is just something you do, something you can control by the grace of God. You don't have to worry. Go over there to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4 and verse 19, if you will. And no problem you're dealing with. Look at your neighbor and say, no problem I am dealing with, regardless how big it is to me, is not too big for God. If God can handle it, we're in trouble. In big trouble. But we know for a fact he can handle it. St. Matthew, the 6th chapter, and verse 34. Mark, um, I mean, I'm sorry, Mark, uh, Matthew, Matthew. I said Mark, but I meant Matthew. Matthew 
Now, Jesus makes this statement again. He said, what? Therefore, do not what? Why does he keep telling you that? He keeps telling you that because it's something you can, you don't have to do if you don't want to. And he said, therefore, do not worry about what? Tomorrow. We got to get through today. You're worrying about tomorrow, you got to get through today. For tomorrow will do what? Will bring his own problem. The translation we're reading from it said, well, worry about, itself, worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. So the song said, why worry? Be happy. And the Bible says, merry heart doeth good like a medicine. You can't change it. You can't make something that, that you can't make if you don't have the material to make it with. And even with you having the material to make with, no guarantee it's going to come out like you want it. So why do you worry about it? I'm worrying about this, worrying about that. Here I am, six or seven years old, going to six or seven years old. I have no high blood pressure. Don't plan to have anybody in Jesus' name. Because you're not going to throw your dirty laundry over here in my yard. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, there's something else for you to worry about. I remember this one guy was in Germany, and we was uh, stationed together. And he was, uh, and he worked in the oil room where he could get a lot of gossip. And um, when I first got to the uh, to the unit, him and I were roommate. But some reason or another, he always wanted to tell me stuff to try to get a reaction out of me. You ever been around people like that? To see what you're going to say, how you're going to respond to it. And he would come in with some crazy stuff sometimes. I was telling him, I said, Spence, let me tell you. I'm not interested in that foolishness, and I'm not even listening to it. You're just talking. You're talking loud, but you ain't saying nothing to John Henderson. You know what happened? What happened? He stopped talking. I won't listen to that foolishness because all it was was that foolishness. And that's what get people start worrying about them. Um, well, you know, we're going to run out of food or whatever. If you're serving Jesus, you don't run out of food, honey. You may not eat what you want to eat, but you're going to eat something by the grace of God. People tell me gas price. I know it's high, but guess what? You're still riding. Are you with me? You're still riding. God's still blessing. The devil's still trying to take, but God's still blessing. don't have as much money as you want, but you still got money. God's still blessing. So why are you worrying about it then? I don't have this. You're still paying all your bills. All your creditors have got a smile on their face because you're paying them. And you don't have to worry about Brother Bill. When Brother Bill comes to your house, you know who Brother Bill is, don't you? That's mail. A bill from your creditor. That's Brother Bill. You still can pay him. And people are worrying. And see what happens is many times what causes people to worry, when you're in Christ, when you start off in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. You are just as clear and pure as you can be. Your life is on track to move forward. But what happens was, and I was telling you earlier about part two, and God was sharing with me about this, and I share a little bit about this in the men's fellowship. What happens is we allow ourselves to get, to get clogged up, to stop the flow. See, when you start worrying about different things, looking at different things, getting involved in different things, 
What you do is you stop the flow of God in your life. It's just, just like I, I gave that um, example. Water can, can, can run out of a faucet. Most of us have bathroom sinks. After you comb your hair and brush your teeth and, you know, and, and all the good stuff and have particles and stuff like that over a period of time. Look at your neighbors over a period of time. It builds up. So when that, when that sink is brand new, when you turn the water on, it flows. It flows. But over a period of time, when it starts getting clogged up, the water starts trickling out. And what you need to do? What you need to do to get gun on top? You got, you got a choice. Either you take it and um, take the pipes loose and clean it, or you do like most people, go down and get some drain off. And once you get that thing unclogged, guess what? The water starts flowing again. And that's why so many people are not flowing with God, because the devil have clogged you up with so much junk and so much worry to the point where you are stressed out. He got you running around in, in circles out there. And that's not where you need to be. You need to be able to flow. You need to be able to find love over worry. That's what you need to do. You need to find love over worry and over circumstances. And as long as you're flowing, you don't have these problems. But most people that are day that are going through troubles and going through different things, you have allowed yourself, allowed the devil to give you some stuff to clog your, clog your life up, to make you think you can't make it. But he's a lie from the pits of hell. He can't stop you, but you can take what he give you and put it in your, and put it in whatever, and all of a sudden, things stop working for you. You have no joy. You have no peace. You, you have no happiness. You're always dissatisfied with everything. Honey, you clogged up. Brother, you clogged up. You need to get unclogged. And when you get unclogged, by the grace of God, you notice that your life, if you, if you notice people in, in the streets, you notice people that are going through stuff, they always got a certain look on their face. They ain't got no problem, just clogged up. Until they get unclogged, guess what? That look going to be there. That's why I look at the word flow. The word flow means to find love over worry. And that's why it's important, baby, to, to flow with God. If you are flowing with God, you always got peace. You always got joy. You're not worrying about this, and we're not worrying about that or whatever. When stuff come up that's out of your control, which there'd be a lot of it, but guess what? You're not sitting there biting your fingernails and, and you know, trying to eat the refrigerator out and stuff like that. <laughs> worrying about stuff. Going to that running up credit cards and stuff like that that you don't have the money to, to pay off. The devil letting you do it, talking to you to do it, and you're doing it. And then down for two months down the road, when you start getting that credit card bill, it was that minimum payment, 10 or $15. If you do the math on it, if you pay that minimum payment for 10 or $15, you're paying it for the next 40 years. People doing it every day. When it comes to worry, worrying is not a disease. Worrying is a choice. A lot of stuff people are dealing with today is not, is not a disease. It's a choice. Something they've taken on. They decide the devil put it there, put it in the mailbox. They opened the mailbox and took it. You don't want that mess. I'm telling you. You want to stay clean and stay free. And the Bible says in the book of, book of Psalms, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us do what? He said let us worry in it, but let us rejoice and be glad in it by the grace of God. But people do just the opposite. Well, Pastor John, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. Point of it is, I do understand. You just haven't understood yet. And when you do, you're going to change. By the grace of God. 
You like you you ever notice a child sometimes when they're looking for a lot of attention, they cut up. Cut up in public, anywhere, until they get that attention. And as long as you give it to them, they're going to keep cutting up. And some of them, some of them have a tendency to fall out in the floor. When they fall out on the floor, you get your shopping cart and keep walking. And when you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. I'd be at the car. Over a period of time, guess what? They'll stop that crazy stuff because they no longer get your attention. And see, and this is what the devil do. As long as he continues to get your attention, whatever, he continues to keep harassing you. You got to say, no, no, devil, not today. You can play all the games you want, but not today. Not today, by the grace of God. How can you handle worry? How can you handle worry? Is, 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 is there a cure? We're going to give you a scripture in a minute. She already gave you one answer to, to, um, to the cure for prayer. Go to Ephesians, uh, not, uh, not Ephesians, but Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Worrying is, is just is just crazy stuff. When you when God had given you the mind to make right decisions, to do right things, and all this other good stuff. In the NIV it says this do not be anxious. What anxious mean worry, be concerned. About anything. About what? What is anything? (laughs) Anything. Don't be concerned about anything. But in in every situation, in every situation, and seeing this is what we don't do. We'll worry before we pray. And see a lot of people praying, they worry. Lord, what are we going to do? We're going to turn to the Lord. What are we going to do? So what you need to do, then pray. As in the NIV, it said that, uh, and then it said, now prayer and petition. In other words, let your request. Be specific about God. Like I told God this morning, God, this headache is just overwhelming, and I need your help. And you said in your word, use a very present help in the time of trouble. And God, when I wake up in the morning, I need this headache to be gone. And I'm telling you, God moved that headache. He moved it, took care of it by the grace of God. And what the Lord doeth is forever by the grace of God. So number one, how you deal with worry is prayer and petition. You pray and let your request be made known to God. So why am I going to worry about it when you got it? Both of us don't need to be, both of us don't need to be concerned about it. Because God knows for a fact that he is the creator. Look at your name and say creator. There's nothing in this world God can't fix. All this stuff, every problem you got, he got a solution and an answer for it. Now, are you willing to accept the answer? Are you willing to do what he tell you to do? And just like one sister said, sister, uh, sister Johnson said, don't go half the way, go all the way. Do everything he tell you to do. Don't be like Naaman. Don't go down into the, to the um, Jordan River and dip five times. No, he said seven times. If you go down there and dip seven times, you can get rid of this nasty leper that you got. But guess what? When he did it, the Bible says he came up clean as a baby. Number two, with thanksgiving. That's why it is important to remember what God did for you yesterday. So when things start happening today, you got something to reflect upon. Don't go from yesterday to no day that God ain't never done nothing for you. 
If he brought you out yesterday, he can bring you out today. If he healed you on a situation yesterday, he can heal you again today. Remember that song said we sing it sometime? Lord, you can do it again. You can do it again. But see what happens is when we get worrying and get overwhelmed with these thoughts, we can't think. Only thing those saying said, we can't see the trees for looking at the forest. Because we're so overwhelmed with this situation. That's why it's good. You ain't gotta be no um no, 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 no um, when it comes to a person that write no scribe, you don't have to be a scribe, a writer. But if you don't remember stuff, write it down. Write it down. So when you have another problem, if you can't think of nothing else, go back to that problem and look at it. Say, God, you did this for me. And I know you can do this for me as well, by the grace of God. And see, that's why it's important to remember. Remember what the God has done for you. Because when situations come up, it comes so fast, it comes so overwhelming, it just rushes in like a flood, and you don't get a chance to think about how God brought you through that problem yesterday. And that problem yesterday was worse than the problem you're dealing with today. But you can't think about none of that stuff. Because you're so worried about what you're dealing with right now. And you don't need to do that. Don't worry. Be happy. People look at you crazy when you, when you say you're happy. You can be broke as Buck Jones' pony. That's broke. And guess what? You still can rejoice. Why? Because guess what? Life does not consist of what you have. Don't put your, your trust, your happiness, and joy in things. Command live half his life to trying to acquire things. He lived the other half trying to get rid of them. He worked all his life. And then when it comes time to enjoy life, he has no life. It's like Job, what he had feared the most has come upon him by the grace of God. And the thing about God, he is such an amazing God by the grace of God. And I tell you, like a song said, can nobody can do me like Jesus. Why? Because he is, he is my friend by the grace of God. Let's go back over to uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 6. There's some things in there we need to, uh, need to bring out by the grace of God. We're not going to be much longer, but just a few, just a few more minutes. Um, for the overhead, uh, let's go to, let me get over that right quick. See, God has already laid out the plan for us. But we are determined. Look at your neighbors. That we as a people, well, we, most of us as people, we're determined that we're going to do it our way anyway. God, you're talking, but you're not talking to me. Huh? I know you're not. That's not. You guys don't do anything like that. That's not you. Now. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 and go down to uh, verse 27. We've covered this, but we'll cover it a little bit more. He said that, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto your statue? He said, and why, why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, and how they grow, and they toil not, neither do they spin. They don't do anything, flowers and plants and birds, they just grow. And, and, and Jesus asked a question now, are you not much more than they are? 
if God take care of them, why can't he not take care, uh, take care of you? He said, yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Come with the birds. Even though all the stuff he had on, it looked good, it was precious and stuff like that, it's no comparison to what God can, can do for you by the grace of God. He said, wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, um, which to, which today is, and tomorrow it is cast, in, cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye a little faith? He said, therefore, remember this good word again, he said, to do what? In these, in these passages of scripture, we'll share with you anymore. That word, take no thought, been brought up three times. No thought. Take no thought. So it, it's pretty important, he said, not to worry, basically. Not to worry. Then he goes on and says, saying that what, what we should eat or what we should drink or well, wherewith shall we, we be clothed? He said, after these, he said, after all these things do the Gentiles seek. It's a pagan word, world. So you in Christ, as I said earlier, you don't have to worry. You can be happy because God going to take care of you. These are people that don't know Christ. These people that don't understand the plan, the plan of God has for their life. These are the people that are seeking all this stuff, going after all this stuff. And, 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 and you know, in many cases, the devil is helping them get it. He's helping them get it. And all that stuff like that, what it does, it takes you from God. Because you got to understand, working more don't mean you can have more money. <laughs> I know it's disappointed here. Because the more you make, the more you're going to spend. Absolutely. Then he goes on down here, he said that, for, for your heavenly fathers knows that ye have need of all these things. He knows. He knows it. He knows it. Says so going back to prayer and, and petition. You tell God what you need and be patient and wait on God to provide what you need. Don't get out there and get, get headstrong and say, I'm going to do it anyway. Ain't got, I'm not sure you heard this term. Ain't got but one life to live. I'm going to live good. Well, you might live good, but you could live like a fool too. And a lot of pain, and a lot of debt, and a lot of pressure, all that type of stuff. Then he goes on and tells them what they need to do, what they need to do. He said in verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what's going to happen? So that's why you don't have to worry. If you seek his kingdom first, there's nothing to worry about. He said, these things are going to be added, going to be given to you. So why worry about it? If you know somebody will give you $1,000 on first thing Monday morning, would you lay up all night, Sunday night, thinking about it? And if they're a liar, you need to be concerned about it. <laughs> but you know they are a credible person. And they tell you, say, look, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, meet me at the Redstone Federal Credit Union. I got $1,000 waiting on you. I guarantee you two things will happen. You won't be late, and you will be there. Are you listening to me? You won't be late. You'll probably be there for the only bank. Standing at the door. Looking for that person with that thousand dollars. And then when it don't show, oh unhappy day. You ready to blow the place up? You ready to set it a fire? You ready to go off? Hello, somebody. But if you seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness, 
Stuff's going to happen. How many times men of you that are saved have wanted some things and desired some things and but didn't go after those things? And all of a sudden, those things showed up. Hello? They showed up. And God reminded you that you, this is what you want. And you know what God, he will know when he gives you something. Yeah, all good and perfect gifts come from him. And he always gives you desires of your heart. Huh. So why would I not wait? Why am I worrying about it? It's coming. The check will be delivered if the mailman don't get sick or killed. As the sister said, if you don't get lost. But you can't do that if you got a GPS. They have a tracking number on it. God is good. So don't worry. Don't worry about all the stuff you see. Because remember we said last week, the stuff that you see is on the temporal. It's changing. America... I can say this with all respect. In another two years, max four, you will not know this country the way it is now. There's going to be a complete turnaround. Are you listening to me? And most people don't believe it, but it's going to turn around. Right before your very eyes, it's going to change. Because all the stuff that you have, all the stuff you, you acquire, you're not going to need it in heaven. Because you can get new stuff, more stuff, greater stuff, good stuff, the best stuff. So why worry? Pray about it. Put it in God's hand and leave it. And like I said, the word flow. Find love over worrying. So don't worry. Be happy. Because I'm telling you, he's going to come through. Just like we were praying months ago about stuff we were dealing through, we had no clue when it was going to happen. But we knew it was going to happen. By the grace of God. Because see, God is faithful. And he is not a liar. You can trust him. And if he say don't worry, and you choose to worry, that's on you. Because like he said, worry is not going to change one thing that you're worrying about. If most people get that, they could save a whole lot of money from going to psychiatrists. That's why they go into them, try to help them fix the problem, stuff they're worrying about, concerned about. And like I said last Sunday, the Lord gave me that word. He said, look, if you weren't born with it, you don't have to live with it. It can change. Why, does, why can't you say that, Pastor John? The Bible said, what seems impossible to man is not impossible with God. All things are possible to who? To them that believe. They can change. <laughs> People, well, you know, like, like Hill was teaching on Wednesday night, the man at the pool at Bethesda. For 38 years, he sat there, laid there. You know, he'd been there for 38 years. That's a long time. Look at neighbors, a long time. After, after that many years, in the, in the fifth chapter of uh, St. John, man, you get tired. But Jesus, Jesus came on the scene. And the only thing Jesus asked him a question, he said, do you want to be made whole? Just answer the question. We're not talking about next week, next month, 
all this other stuff, who putting me in, whatever. Just answer the question. Do you want to be made whole? And guess what? And then after he told me he wanted to be made whole, then Jesus gave him another command. He said, if that's the case, take up your pallet and walk. That's when it takes faith. Stuff you haven't done, stuff you haven't believed. People with different uh, medical problems that they've been living with for years. Brothers and sisters, they can be cured from that stuff if they believe it. But they'll live with it so long till it became a part of them. If you wasn't born with it, you don't have to live with it. It can change. So why are we going to worry? There is nothing absolutely to worry about because he promised us he's going to take care of us. Every head bowed and their eye closed. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you're doing, and we thank you for what you've already done for us by your grace and your power. And Father, you has not created us to worry. That's not part of our DNA. And if we are doing it, Father, I pray that you forgive us and help us to repent and begin to take those things and turn them over to you, pray about them, thank you for all the things you've done in the past for us, and continue to move with you, God, in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you for that right now, and we praise you, and we give you glory and praise, Father, that worrying will not be a problem to us and for us anymore because we've been set free by your power and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when you hear God's word, when his word comes forth to you on a Sunday, that is a word that sets you free. The only thing you have to do now is take that word, believe that word, accept that word in that area, and you will be free from that problem that you're dealing with. But most people that go to church, they listen, and they worship with a raincoat on. And they leave with a raincoat on. They didn't give nothing, and they didn't get anything. You want the word always to penetrate your heart, to be open to what God is saying to you. And that's a word for you. You embrace it. You take it. And you hold on to it and you don't let it go. So when you, and that problem comes up again, you remember that word that God gave you. Look, I know I sh could worry about it, but I'm not worrying about that. I'm going to pray about it and let it go. Amen? Is God good?